Are You a Believer? Tatamona Tells the Podcast continues now wrapping up with the stories from our own team here at KUAM inside the studio to hear all about it. We'll start off with who wants to go first? I can start it off. All right, Daniel Pears. Well, so it's it's a couple stories actually, apart from the ones that I told you guys, but let me tell that full one. So this first one um, happened back in the Philippines during my um, third year of, of college. We had an event at the mall, which ran super late. It ended around 11.30, and of course, everybody went home, but the three of, of, of me and my two friends. So we all decided to part ways, even though for some reason we were going the same way. Unfortunately, I didn't have money, okay? So I had to walk home instead of taking the trike. Little did I know the route that I took was the route that everybody avoids during the night. It's, it's this haunted road, and the legend goes, the, the reason why it's haunted is because there's an abandoned house that sits at the corner, and apparently a family was murdered there. If you look it up, you'll probably find it. It's called the Visconde Massacres. So yeah, um, I was walking home. I didn't even realize I was on that road until I saw the house. So I, f- I freaked out. I weighed my options. I was like, should I just go back the longer way or should I try my luck and continue on? It's just a story anyways. That's what I thought. So I was like, all right, might as well walk through. And mind you, the street had zero lighting, like meaning it was pitch black, no street lights whatsoever. So I, I start walking a good three minutes. I have headphones on. I was playing music. And then all of a sudden, my, my phone dies, which is weird because I, I had like 80% left on my phone, and I double-checked it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to turn it on, and then I was like, whoa. The scary part was my phone turned off as I was passing by the house. So I couldn't help it. Curiosity got me. I looked at the house, and lo and behold, there was light. You know, not really strong light, but light. So I panicked, and I decided to jog the rest of the way. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Unfortunately, the friend that I parted with, we bumped into each other <laughs> on a different road, and he was like, why are you running? I was like, you're not going to believe this, bro. He's like, you, you went through the haunted road, did you? I was like, how'd you know? I was like, because you look like you've seen a ghost. I was like, I kind of did. I don't really know if it was a ghost. It was a light. I don't know if, if that was a ghost. He's like, bro, that was a ghost. And from there, throughout the time where I, I finished college, I just never, ever went back to that road ever again after that first experience. So that's just one story. Maybe I'll hold the others and let you guys share. I mean, did that, did that make you a believer? A little bit, yeah. Um, I, I was a skeptic because I've never seen a ghost. So I was like, you know, this is nothing. It's probably just my mind playing tricks on me. Mm-hmm. But then how can you explain a phone that's on 80% that's almost fully charged just die in the middle of, of, of your walk? And it died as I was passing by the house. So that was pretty scary, and I think there was some something i just don't know what it was okay tata monotel's taking us to the philippines who's up next let's go to rhoda okay all right let's go to take rhoda it up to the marianas 
Yeah, I, I guess I, I just wanted to start off by saying uh, I grew up uh, hearing stories about the Tatamona more so as our ancestors, not really like a scary right. figure. Um, I often grew up with stories about uh, with my uncle or aunts who would uh, see their dead spouses or uh, siblings appear to them in that way. So that early on, that's how um, I learned about Tatamona. I grew up uh, on the island of Rhoda on the, in the area called Milinkata, and there was about three or four houses there. So if you're my neighbor, um, you know who you are. <laughs> um, but I mentioned that because in that area, uh, there's, I would say probably, you know, I never really counted, but about 10 Tatamona trees. Uh, we live right across, uh, right, right in front of a mountain. So, uh, you know, the long roots that, you know, attach to the ground uh, from the top, they're, they're all, it, it covers my backyard. And uh, I would actually, uh, my friend from Guam, uh, she visited that area not knowing it's where I lived as a kid. And she felt she could just feel the presence of the Tatamona because of all the trees there. Um, and so, but you know, as you grow up and you have cousins and siblings, the stories become scarier, <laughs> right? Uh, so it went from being innocent to something more, you know, something more scary. Uh, and I had one, uh, Real life experience uh, in particular, particular that scared me and my two sisters the most. Uh, we were sleeping in that apartment uh, where, uh, with, with the backyard as uh, the, the mountain with all the Tatamana trees there. And our bedroom window had uh, curtains that shows silhouettes if you pass by. And so the lights turned on at night so you can see the silhouette of bugs or, or anything else that would be in front of the window. And one particular night, we saw a silhouette of a lady and uh, pushing uh, uh, her stroller, just going back and forth. And we thought, oh, that's one of the neighbors. It's an apartment complex. So we thought, okay, maybe one of the neighbors has a baby and they're pushing their stroller <laughs> late at night, you know, past midnight. We thought nothing of it. We were a little scared, right? We were watching a movie on our laptop. Just, okay, this woman's going back and forth and we can see her silhouette. We didn't think of it, uh, we didn't think anything of it until the next morning when we woke up. And you know how you can peel paint off a wall? Mm -hmm. There was some, uh, there was a figure, her silhouette was peeled off of the wall. So we, <laughs> we went outside and we saw a silhouette of uh, the outline of a woman pushing a stroller uh, peeled off of the wall as if someone did that. And that scared us, and we changed our curtains, <laughs> and uh, we turned off the light outside, actually, so that we wouldn't see that. So uh, again, if that was a Tatamona, I guess thank you for visiting us. Again, going back to the roots of, of what I learned Tatamona to be, um, but I guess during the spooky season, I, I think about that story and how, um, yeah, that, that definitely would have scared me I, even today, you know, several years later. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. wow, just first off, growing up in a neighborhood where you have 10 Tatamona trees, I mean, did you see that more as kind of protection or something scarier? Yeah, I think I definitely saw it more as protection. Um, you know, you know, small town. <laughs> so you, you, you know, things are quiet. You hear nature a lot. And, and uh, yeah, it definitely felt like a fortress more so. I, I do know that, like, even at one point, um, the roots would get so overgrown, it would even, like, crack some of the concrete. And it was such a discussion with my parents and the adults, like, do we like cut the roots or do we just leave them? You know, cause there's, 
I mean, cutting down a tatawana tree <laughs> probably isn't like something you would do uh, just just because, right? So I would say it's even seeing my parents like, you know, having anxiety over whether or not they should, you know, cut the roots of this tree because it's breaking the concrete of the building. Um, just shows how serious it is, right? And so, um, but you know, uh, I'm one of those people who's like, if you don't need to open the door to go down to the attic, don't don't do that. So um, I never really bothered thinking what w what's out there because right. I'd rather not know. <laughs> not the one from the horror movie screaming. Is anyone out there when you hear a su suspicious noise and you're the only one home? <laughs> oh, that silhouette. Uh, how about uh, the newest member of the bunch, Darby? You got something to share? So when I was starting college, I moved from Tamuning to Barragata, and it was an old house. And my room was on the farthest right of the house, which is like near this little small like property with like a jungle. So it's an empty lot. And the house was good vibes. Like I didn't see anything. Like I said, I'm not sure if this is like a Tatamona experience, but you know, you guys let me know after the story. So it was after I would say three days, you know, like typical college student while studying, like blasting music, you know, and stuff like that. And the next morning, I woke up with a bunch of bruises on my legs. It was like, just all over my legs, like from my calves to my thighs, nothing on my upper body, just all in my legs. And I was like, man, why am I waking up with bruises? I don't know where it's coming from, right? And what was weird about it too was that the bruises did not hurt at all. Like, I could see it. It's on my body, but it doesn't hurt. Like, it's just there. It's like, it just became part of my skin. But it's 100% bruises, right? So I was like, okay, I'm just going to let it go, not show my parents yet. And then I waited after the third day when I just kept waking up with more. So I was like, mom, I need to get this checked. Because I'm not sure. You know, I'm not, It. I wasn't worried about it only because it didn't hurt. But still, I should have been just alert about it, right? So my mom brought me to a Surahanu. And they're like wondering if, you know, what if there's a spirit or whatever it is that was like going on in that old house. But they were saying that it was a good spirit. So I was like, oh, okay. And they were probably just shocked that I had just recently moved into the house after the house being so quiet all the time. And they just weren't used to having someone there, you know, with playing hello. music. Yeah, pretty much. So they're like saying like they're nice spirits saying like, oh, like we're just... We got Mugodai with you, pretty mm. much, right? So after that visit, I've been actually, they gave me a bracelet that I've actually been wearing for four years now. It's a tiger's eyes bracelet. And ever since I started wearing this bracelet, I never got the bruises again. Yeah, so what do you guys think? I don't know, like. I think so. I mean, because I've, I've heard, bru I've heard like bruising can be one of the, I don't want to say symptoms, but one of the things that happens. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that you haven't gotten it since you've been wearing the bracelet, I'm it's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say, I say yes. That's the story. Yeah, that seals the story. That's true. That doc says yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. Um, well, for me, you know, I was uh, born in in California, so when my dad retired, and you know, and we moved here. Uh, you know, the whole Tatamona thing was very new to me. They had to explain it to me and everything. So in the early 2000s, um, I went to a, uh, a rosary in Inarohan right behind the church. 
and I was running late, so I ended up having to park. Uh, I ended up parking near, it was like three Laddie Stones. And I just remember getting out of the car and I was being loud and it was already like the evening and, um, and I didn't think anything of it. But then the following day when, um, when it was sundown, I started to get like the chills. I, you know, I had cold sweat. Um, I was, you know, I was like in the fetal position in bed and, you know, my mom thought it was just probably like a stomach bug or something. But then the following morning was gone. But then when sundown hit, it came back. And so we were trying, she was like, you know, she was asking me to kind of retrace my steps. Well, what did you do and everything? So I did bring up to her that, well, you know, I parked here near the Laddie Stones. And she goes, was you, were you loud? Were you disrespectful? And I'm like, I don't think I was. And she's like, you know, you need to do is you need to go there during the day. You need to apologize and you need to kind of say a prayer. So like the following day, um, I was actually on the third day, went and, you know, I said, you know, I apologize, you know, I said a prayer. And I thought I looked like ridiculous if there was anyone passing by, like, what is this girl doing here? Like the Laddie Stones, right? Were you yelling? Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't yelling. I was just like, just really like to myself, like, you know, just pray, but be, really trying to make it into, you know, like with intent. And then I waited till sundown and I didn't have like the symptoms again. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, you know, they had already always told me about like being respectful and, you know, the whole thing about like asking permission and things like that. And before I was a skeptic and now I totally believe that. So, I mean, since then it's, I'm very careful where I park and, and, and at night I, you know, I try not to be super loud, especially if it's places I'm not familiar with. So, I mean, that's my story. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Nick? I mean, yeah, I guess it comes down to me. I mean, I had a similar incident where um, I remember being young and I was watching TV late at night. I had the volume pretty loud for that late hour, um, and I could hear just a tapping on my window. It's just like as if someone's just using their nails, their fingernails to just tap on my front window. I'm thinking nothing of it at first, right? But I lower down my TV, the volume, and it stops. So I get back to watching my show, turn the volume back up to what it was, and it goes again, tap, 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 tap. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm in my own home, I'm a kid. I am not looking out the window. No, I did not look out the window. But it stopped eventually once I decided to turn it off. And some people tell me when I tell that story, they're like, they're telling you it's time for bed. It's, it's, this now is not the time to be you know, making all this noise when everyone should be resting, especially you, little boy. I was not a kid. But, yeah, that was one story. Just a couple of years ago, though, I actually tried going to a card reader, and I kid you not, I actually, she had to stop the reading, mid-reading, run to the restroom, and I can hear her just hawking up, making the most excruciating sound as if she's, it almost sounded like you're in a delivery room where a mother was giving birth. That's how drastic it was, how dramatic it was. When she came back, she said that she took it took all of her energy and strength to just continue breathing because she took a spirit out of me. Apparently, I was possessed. I know, buried the lead there. <laughs> I was possessed is what she said. She said she could see two heartbeats in me at the same time. She had to do this whole ritual 
And so after that, she recommended that I go see a Sarohana. My mom took me. Um, they did this whole plate ceremony with me with the smoke and the flames. And then that's when they could, the Sarohana showed me the plate. We saw that there was pretty much like a, a female figure in it and there was a curse put on me somehow. And no, I don't know who it could be. I mean, we do stories about everyone on this island, so who knows, right? And I don't know if I could link it to that, to our profession, but that was the experience where I had to do the whole blessed palm going around my, my house, give the offering outside with the, the rice and the egg and the red wine, and just say a little a prayer outside. I don't know if any of you have heard that, but yeah, that was pretty intense just to hear that. I'm going into work the next day. Oh, how was your weekend? Well, I was possessed. But yeah, that that's my story. That's my Tautamonatoa. And, I, and uh, I hear a lot more where it gets pretty spooky. But then the lesson learned is just, you know, like many of you have said and many of the others that we spoke with, respect. It's important. And it's kind of, it's brought up not in just our culture here in Guam and in the Marianas. I'm sure it's similar when you were up in the Philippines, Daniel, and uh, stateside as well. I've, I've lived there. And it's just kind of become customary. But who are, everyone here is a believer yeah. for the most part. You know, I was going to say, I was trying to check on you that night and give you a pizza. <laughs> but it's not, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, but, uh. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely a believer. Uh, I still truly believe that there are protectors first um, and that, uh, you know, maybe some other stories, those were, weren't our ancestors, right? Those were the evil, <laughs> the evil spirits. Um, but, yeah, I think one thing I can get my mind around, uh, you know, that, that just really drives a, a point home for me is that even, like, uh, at the high school uh, on Rhoda, there's the one Tata Monetary there that is just so huge and like no one touches it, they build around it, you know, so that's, type, that's the type of, you know, culture uh, I grew up in, just really letting them be at peace and that if you're bothered in the wrong way, you probably did <laughs> something wrong maybe, right? Even for, for myself, even when I go to bed at night, I don't know if it's because my mind's still racing from the busy work day, I feel like there are eyes piercing at me, looking. I don't know if you, you know what I'm talking about, but when you're laying there and your eyes are closed and you're just trying to rest, you feel a presence or you feel like someone's there. Lately, I don't know why, it's probably listening to the stories of others, like someone's sitting on my back, but I'm just so exhausted in trying to. <laughs> I think it's just you. <laughs> it's just well, dispensa. I'm sorry for what's the prayer we need to say. What is that? We were talking about that, right? Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how. You know, I don't know if you're if you're listening or watching, uh, but we were talking about what the different prayers, what the different asking for permission is. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's different everywhere around. I don't want to say mine just in case it's wrong or someone says it's not the right one. <laughs> but uh, it'll be interesting. You know, uh, I guess if it's a comment or whatever, to share your. Right, sure. to hear, hear other people's. I, I'm not saying it. I know, I know the social media mob out there. But, <laughs> but, but uh, I, I, I am interested to read what others would say if you wanted to type it out clearly and, and let us know because um, I think, you know, we're all, we're all asking for the same thing, right? But uh, it's interesting to know how, how different it is maybe. Yeah. Dan, so uh, you want to share? Yeah, so, so of course here um, in Guam, in Saipan, I think it's, Dispensa zoo, right? Or like, excuse me, something like that. 
powerful yeah. version from dispensable, yeah? Right. Well, in the Philippines, we say tabi-tabi po, which is basically, um, excuse me, I'm, I'm here to um, pass by or do your business. So that's what we say. If there's a story, if you don't say it, you're um, down there and would grow and it would bother you. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, um, Darby, you've heard of that. You're, yeah, so yeah, um, there's this belief that if you don't say that and if, if you pee in the jungle or pass by and if you don't say that, something's going to latch onto you because... You're, you're basically trespassing. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we, here, yeah, we asked permission here, right, Joan? What, what's the word that we say here? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I remember now. I came from California, so I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I've heard it. I have heard it, but I, I, I don't know what it is exactly. I think we, we pretty much just, and we've heard other people's storytellers say it's Guelu Zanguela, right? It, yeah. I always get them mixed up, but <laughs> that, that's kind of asking permission. The rest I do in English, because that's as far, that's the extent of what I know <laughs> in the language. And so um, for the most part, it seems like everyone here then is a believer. For sure. No matter where you come from, no matter your experience. Uh, and anything you want to say just about what you've learned from hearing from the other stories, Darby? I mean, regard. I don't have a lot of. I don't know a lot of people who's experienced like Tautomono stories. But ever since I moved here when I was seven, it's always to just respect. Like moving to Guam really taught me that you need to move. You need to move with respect, regardless of where you go. Like talking to people, like just being present somewhere or visiting new places. Like it all comes with respect, and I understand why this whole. Like, Tautomona thing is, you know, it's it's a big deal to everyone because it's all about respect, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely more than just trying to tell another legend or scare the next generation. It's yeah, it's, it's greater show. than that. Yeah. But, like, we can all agree it's it's mainly to scare the kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on someone's, uh, the individual's intentions. You're right. Yeah, I just wanted to share. I don't think uh, she'll mind me reading her message because, you know, we, I was chatting with... Uh, Juanita Masga on Tinian uh, about uh, Tatamona's, uh, uh, you know, for this. And sh uh, I don't think she'll mind, so sorry if you do, though. Um, <laughs> she says, uh, you know, it simply means ancestors or people before us, uh, not negative connotations. They're not evil spirits. They are spirits of our ancestors. And so uh, that coming from uh, Juanita over on Tinian. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, hopefully that storyline prevails and <laughs> for our kids and their kids. But uh, uh, maybe around October we can add a little bit of uh, Ajinomoto, right? So <laughs> uh, it's a little bit uh, better for them. Uh, yeah. the, um, it's, it's maybe more fun to scare them. I don't know. <laughs> from Juanita. Thank you for sharing that, Tomas. And thank you guys all for sharing your individual encounters and stories of the people from our past. No matter where you came from, no matter where it occurred, it's a real story and it's a real occurrence that, in the end, respect matters. Thank you guys so much for joining us. For Tautomona Tells the Podcast, you can check out all the interviews we did throughout the week as well on the KUAM Podcast Network as well as streaming on KUAM News social media platforms. Be safe.